relationship by Sadhguru. Introduction. Human beings constantly make and break relationships. Unfortunately, relationship can make and break human beings too. No one cherishes slavery. But many of us have enslaved ourselves to our relationship. As the relationship goes through its highs and lows, we got we get caught in the wake and bounce back and forth between happiness and dejection. And sadly, the loss seemed to come too often and the high seemed to pass too soon. Despite this, human beings earn for relationships. Even a broken heart, scared by love, lost. Scared by love, lost pursues and rejoices in love again but as time marches past the euphoria of the new is cast aside by the tedium of the old the very relationship we once coveted suffocate us and we as we seek escape lovers quarrel parent and children go weary of each other and friendships run out of stream so the old is discarded but then once again the quest for the new begins afresh relationships we can't live with them we can't live without them why are relationships such a circus for most of us what is the primal urge within us that demands a bond physical mental or emotional with another with another and how do we keep this bond from turning into bondage the answer lies in the basis upon which we build our relationships do we form and maintain relationship to fulfill our needs or do we do it to express our joy are we ex- extracting something or are we sharing something these are the fundamental questions this book looks at sadguru shares with us the key to forming lasting and joyful bonds whether they are with husband or wife family and friends at work or with the very existence itself logical beyond debate yet speaking in the belt of yet speaking in a blend of unconditional love and blatant honestly that only a gurus can express sadguru looks at why people build expectations around their relationship and how we can turn these expectation around to create a beautiful bond as the book unfolds he answers questions on why we come together in the first place and examines the various level of way on which human beings create relationships the physical body the mind emotional escape and the life energies he reveals that the only relationship that can last beyond life and death is one made on the level of energies life energies there is a dimension of relationship which is not of the body which is not of physicality which is not of companion companionship or emotional proximity but simply of basic life energy he tells us exploring the possibility of living an absolutely fulfilling and complete life without the need for any kind of relationship at all sadguru tells us that live that to live magically without emotional inadequacies of ungratified physical compulsions is within the reach of every human being if only we make the journey from compulsiveness to consciousness isha publication don't try to manage the other person just to see how to include the other person human relationships are a function if you look at uh, any relationship that human beings hold with each other it means a lot of a lot to people most people could not live without it but at the same time most people bring more pain than joy more entanglement than freedom more acro uh, acrimony than love 
इट इज़ फॉर अ न्यू मोमेंट्स ऑफ रेपो एंड वर्नेस विच पीपल शेयर दैट दे आर विलिंग टू सेक्रीफाइस द होल लाइफ दोज फ्यू मोमेंट आर सो प्रशियस टू दैम रिलेशनशिप आर ऑफ सो मैनी काइंड द फर्स्ट रिलेशनशिप दैट ऑल ऑफ अस होल्ड स्टार्ट विद द मदर द कम्फर्ट ऑफ द वूम द नरिशमेंट ऑफ द ब्लॉजम द नरिशमेंट ऑफ द बॉजम द टेंडरनेस ऑफ केयर एंड अदर थिंग दैट कम्स विद इट The next relationship is maybe with the father of support, security, and guidance. Then come teachers and friends. A relationship of learning and sharing. Then comes spouses, lovers, children, another kind of associational relationship in the social structure. Everything that has something to give and everything has something to take. It is only because a certain emotional need is, to some extent, fulfilled by these relationship that one can continue with them. Those people who logically examine their relationship can never stay in any relationship. If you logically look, is it really worthwhile? Then nothing will stand the test of your logic. Somewhere there is a certain kind of fulfillment. There have been moment of joy, sharing, oneness, and of course moment of support and security. But more than anything, there is a fear of being alone. It is not necessarily love. It is not necessarily always love which brings relationship. The fear of being alone is the major reason why people stay together, not only in marriage but in everything else. Yet still, there because there are moment of emotional fulfillment, people hang on. This is not with any one type of relationship, but with just about every kind of relationship that human being can hold. On a certain day, husband and wife were driving after a serious argument and disagreement. The problem with the car is you cannot get up and leave. If it is home situation, before it picks up too much heat, they get up and move into some other space. The space saves them. But in the car, the damn thing is locked, and you are going at a certain speed, so you cannot get off. If you get off, it could be for good. So after an argument and some nasty moment, this husband and wife were giving each other the silent treatment. Then there was passing by. They were passing by a farm where there was. A few mules, pigs, and goats. The husband saw the wife was paying lot of attention to those animals. Must be relatives, hmm? She said, "Yeah, in-laws. These things are not happening between people who hate each other. These things are happening between people who love each other. This is all a love affair. If they hated each other, they would do something. They would do something else really nasty, which would end things up." the problem is they love each other but this is how it find expression because they can express their mean meanness to each other only within the legal limits if you break the you as a person are a body a certain accumulation of experience and information which has formed certain attitude a certain kind of mind a certain kind of body a certain kind of emotions certain type of life like and dislike certain type of opinion a bundle of all this is you the same ingredient but of a different kind is the other in the relationship they are the same ingredient but the two do not fit there are moments when suddenly it seems to fit and everything is beautiful everything the physicality mentality and emotional aspect is compatible but the next moment whichever way you try it does not fit this is all two people are trying to do in every relationship whether they are friends parents spouses or something else a body mind and an emotional setup are trying to somehow fit into another body mind and another emotional setup these are two bodies minds emotions can never ever fit perfectly every moment of 24 hours it is not just you who has a problem with someone that is not fitting everybody is unique every mind is unique every set of emotion is unique they can never fit into another one perfectly 
they can never fit into another one perfectly if anyone thinks there is such a possibility he is going to waste his life if you understand that it is only at certain moments when it can fall into place otherwise it cannot then he will conduct it in set up in a certain way people are trying to create relationship based on too much fantasy it is not rooted in reality a fantasy can be in good state today but can be a bad trip tomorrow instead of trying to manage our relationship which is truly impossible actually if you just learn to include the other as a part of yourself your life becomes an expression of of joyfulness not a pursuit of happiness then you will see relationship have various colors but every color and hue that it takes on could be enjoyed in this conclusion all the differences are okay but if you try to manage relationship with your brilliant management it will just give you hell the smartest people on the planet are those who think they are the re- they are the really smart people tend to have the most horrible relationships not essentially but generally people who are just simple have wonderful relationship because it is not the question of management nobody likes to be managed when they realize you are managing them they will give you hell they will make your life miserable in so many ways for most people on this planet it is not their enemies who are taking their life it is their loved ones if your enemy is taking your life there is some sense to it but people who care for each other are the ones who are taking each other's life this is happening constantly generation after generation people are going through the same thing because they believe the other person has to be managed don't try to manage the other person just see how to include them then even Even if you don't understand what the hell is happening with them, it is still okay. You need a relationship only because somewhere there is some sense of incompleteness in you. If you take away this, if you attain to to that state within you, which has nothing to do with the other, then every other person wants to be with you. Everyone wants to be with you because you need your need is gone. This is the funny thing about life. When you have a need, nobody wants to be with you. When your need is gone, everyone wants to be with you. It is only when the flower blossoms the bee will come. If you don't blossom, bees won't come. If you are a closed bud and you call the bees, they won't come. If you open up, you don't have to call. They will anyway come. So if you want to have wonderful relationship, do not try to manage the relationship. See how to enhance who you are on all levels physically physicality mentality emotionally and energy wise if you enhance yourself into a very beautiful state everyone will want to hold a relationship with you if you do not enhance yourself and try to manage everything it is going to be very stressful a human being should always focus on how to enhance his way of being then everything else gets naturally managed whether it is your profession your relationship whatever else in your life it will happen to its best only when you you are is enhanced within four walls you could simply be loving with just about anything and that is how you should be with the whole existence questioner nowadays for many reason relationship of love and marriage have turned into misery could you go a little deeper and speak about love and marriage satguru the only reason marriages have become miserable is because two people have lost their ability to laugh at themselves and joke about each other <clears throat> they become dead serious about a simple arrangement made by two people to make each other's life it is a simple arrangement that you are making because two people have needs and want to live together but you become so dead serious about it that it becomes a miserable arrangement this is not because there is something wrong with marriage it is only because you cannot joke or laugh that everything becomes a dead serious issue people will go out with their friends and laugh and joke about the same issue but when they come home all these become serious issues do you see this happening it becomes a miserable process if you do that 
so what is love if you have to understand and above all if you have to make it work it is best you understand the engineering and mechanism of love love happens to you only when you are willing to respond it happens it happened once that shankaran pillai was at university one day he went to his professor and said professor i need your help the professor said sure that's why i'm here please tell me what can i do shankaran pillai named the college beauty and said i am in love with her and i am 50% successful but i need your help <coughs> the professor said well this is not an area where i am authorized to help you if it is anything academic i can help you but anyway you asked me so what do you mean by 50% successful shankaran pillai said i am completely in love with her but she is not aware of it 150% is handled you must help me with the other 50% love is just your ability to respond to someone the moment i say love you think of all, someone love is not about someone love is about you you can walk on the street lovingly you can work in your office lovingly love is not something that you do love is the very way you are it is your quality if you make this your if you make this your quality then relationship will happen according to different types of need that you have today unfortunately if you see relationship in the west people will immediately think of a body based relationship with a man or a woman in india if you see relationship we think mother father brother sister friend all kind but now even in india all the urban westernized youth think relationship means body based sex based relationship it is very unfortunate you are particularly talking about body based relationship where maximum int- intimacy and conflict happens for most not always but for most married couples if they do not have children within 5 to 6 years of getting married their relationship will fall apart or at least become meaningless they have become half dead to each other there are some people who can keep it up for their lifetime that is dif- different but for lots of them their relationship will fall apart when a child arrives with this bundle of joy unknowingly you laugh you sing you crawl under the sofa behind the child you do all the things that you would have never done otherwise your life come back to you once again when the child grows up and is trying to find his own life and he does something that you do not like immediately you say you know how much i have done for you no you got back your life only because of your child now you are claiming how much i have done for you it is a completely wrong approach it this is happening in every relationship instead of recognizing that someone is fulfilling your need you think you are doing a great job for them when something goes wrong somewhere you think he is responsible the moment you point you point your finger towards someone this is the beginning of a bad relationship relationship about relationship are about people different relationship need to be conducted in different ways but love is not about someone it is not relation specific you could simply be loving with just about anything and this is how you should be with the whole existence because this is not about the existence this is about the way you exist you exist in a loving manner and build relationship according to needs you cannot behave the same way with every individual just because you love everyone how you behave and conduct your relationship with a particular person depends on the level of intimacy with that person that is the judiciousness you have to develop there is no ready made solution for that but if you are loving your life experience has become extremely present how someone else is not does not how someone else is does not matter because you feel absolutely pleasant and wonderful within yourself that is more important 
इफ़ यू फील वंडरफुल विद इन यू विल नेचुरली डू वंडरफुल थिंग्स टू द अदर पीपल इफ़ यू फील नेस्टी विद इन यू विल नेचुरली डू नेस्टीनेस विद अदर पीपल इन दैट सेंस लव इज़ अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट फैक्टर इन एवरी वन लाइफ लव मीन्स योर इमोशन हैव बिकम प्लेजेंट इफ योर इमोशंस आर प्लेजेंट यू आर नेचुरली लविंग वॉट एवर यू लुक अपॉन यू विल लुक अपॉन विद दैम लविंगली whether it is a man woman child tree animal bird or just the air you breathe can't you inhale the air you breathe lovingly air has memory if the air remembers this person loves me it will behave wonderfully can't you drink water lovingly water has memory this is a scientific fact if water remembers what it is being consumed lovingly it will go and do wonderful things to you otherwise it will go and do nasty things to you try this the food that you eat the air that you breathe the water that you drink the earth that you walk upon just approach it all lovingly just see how your life will change everything about you will change dramatically including your health situation you touch everything lovingly because everything has memory isn't this true with human beings during some little situation even with a total stranger on the street if you approach that person lovingly even if you were never meet to this person even if you have to meet this person 2 years later in some other situation want his respond to you in a certain way so love is not relationship specific love is your quality you can touch everything lovingly above all your way of being becomes utterly pleasant and beautiful which is the most important thing man and woman are two compulsions two compulsions can never live together questioner why is it that love and marriage often create the maximum conflict between people sadguru man and woman are physically kind of opposite nature has made us this way so that the process of reproduction happens and the next generation becomes a possibility if that was not necessary it strokes it if storks were dropping babies from the sky we would not need a man and a woman to work for the future generation to come and if there wasn't a deep sense of compulsion about the reproductive process people would not go for it every cell in your body including your brain cell are taken over by hormones and compel and propel you in that direction it takes enormous intelligence for a person to rise beyond that otherwise it looks like this is life it makes you feel like that till you were 10 or 11 year old you did not even think about it whatever the other person were doing looked funny for you but suddenly this new chemical took over the body and now it is all an absolute reality you have been drugged and chemically sabotaged by nature to fulfill its own purpose of reproduction continuation and perpetuation of this speci- species <clears throat> once this happened now somehow man and woman are compelled to come together or in other words once this compulsion comes naturally the man begin to work in such a way in that way as to how to get the best out of it fundamentally a relationship is unfortunately happening with an intention to somehow make use of the other person it is a give and take relationship when you are giving and taking on a daily basis always one person will feel i am giving more and other one other person is giving less so ta- societies have always taught you that to be smart is to give less and take more whether it is a marketplace or a marriage it is the same calculation this is why there is so much talk about love so that you transcend this calculation when you are emotionally overwhelmed by someone you transcend the calculation it becomes what i take is not important what i give is important the relationship runs beautifully when it is at that level of emotional intensity once that emotional intensity drops it just become give and take you do give and take in your business with your neighbor with so many people but those transactions are limited 
the give and take in a marriage is constant and you caged you caged with this particular person constantly so naturally you feel that in some way you are being used by someone else once this comes in there is conflict 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 only in moment of love can a man and woman really be together once that is not there it is very difficult the physicality and emotionality of it and other aspect of sharing and living become a struggle especially because the physical body is involved they can very easily feel that they are being used by someone if it were it was just money it was just house there is some settlement okay you use that part of house i will use this part of house you cook i will earn but because the body is involved very easily one will feel used so there is conflict questioner so what is the solution <coughs> satguru you should stop being a man and woman all the time you don't have to carry your manhood or womanhood 24 hours of the day there are certain situations in certain life aspect of life where you need to be a man or woman the rest of time you don't have to be either but societies have trained you to be like this all the time from the very clothes that you wear and the way you do everything you have been trained in a certain way to serve a certain purpose once you become like this 24 hours a man and woman you are troubled but if you know how to simply be a piece of life you will be fine and there will be a requirement and there is a requirement that you have to be a man or woman you can play your role pretty well so please save it don't just go and spreading it around on the street just walk and live as a piece of life only in a certain situation you have to be man or woman you can be a wonderful human being at that time if you are like this there will be no conflict it will be just fine two human beings can live together man and woman are two compulsions two compulsions can never live together the more identified you are with your sexuality the more compulsive you will become when you are compulsive naturally you will step over many people once you start stepping on each other there will be trouble if you do not identify yourself too much with your manhoodness or womanhoodness and if you just walk as a piece of life you will see that it is such a mirror minor part of your life you do not have to structure your life around it so much of your potential would find expression if you just go do not if you just do not get to identify with your sexuality people would become so much more creative and so much more capable of various things that they have not imagined love is just a currency for blissfulness questioner love seems to be driving force in my life i think i am a little confused about being one with someone versus having unconditional love for someone Sadhguru, is it really unconditional? Question. I don't know. Okay, maybe not. Sadhguru, there are many number of condition, isn't it? All the conditions you have set for the other person, all the expectation you have of the other person, if they are all broken tomorrow morning, the same love will turn into anger and then into hatred. So if we have to maintain your love. you have to control the other person in such a way that he does only he does only what you expect him to do otherwise this wonderful love will turn into a nasty thing i'm not trying to belittle relationships but there is nothing wrong in looking at the limitation of what it is that is how limited it is but that does not mean it has no beauty suppose you look at a flower the flower is so beautiful but if i just crush it it will become pieces and then become manure in two days I can destroy this flower in a moment but does that reduce the beauty and significance of what the flower is 
No. Similarly, your love is fragile. Don't believe fanciful things about it. At the same time, I am not denying the beauty that it is attached to. That is attached to it. Still, when you make such a fragile dimension of life the foundation of your life, you will be anxiety written all the time because you are sitting on a on such a fragile flower suppose you build your house not on the earth but on a flower because it is beautiful you will always live in a fear if you build your foundation on the earth and looked at the flower smelt it and touch it that would be wonderful but if you build your house on the flower you are constantly in fear i am speaking only in that constant you are not we are not trying to deny what love is on one level if you look at it i do not want to generalize this totally but for many people it is so love is just one more one more need without which they cannot live as the body has its need the emotion has its need when i say i cannot live without you it is not any different from my me saying i cannot walk without a crutch if you had a diamond encrusted crutch you could very easily fall in love with it and if after you you used this crutch for 10 years i tell you now you can walk free you say no how can i live my, how can i leave my crutch there is no life sense to, in it this is the same thing in the name of love you make yourself so absolutely helpless and incomplete within yourself does it mean to say there is no beauty and no other dimension to this there is there have been many people who lived in such a way that they could not exist without the other if it really becomes like that that two beings have become like one that is wonderful people have loved like this because somewhere two beings got entwined in india marriages were always conducted like this traditionally there was there was a whole science behind it which has become a joke today when two people were to be married the the compatibility of of not just the families and bodies were looked at they looked at a deeper compatibility a certain energy compatibility was looked at and the marriage was fixed most of the time the two people would not even have seen each other it did not matter because the compatibility had been fixed by someone who knew this better than them but if they have they themselves have make choices they would make choices depending upon the shape of nose with eyes and this and that which will not mean anything 3 days after the wedding if your wife has wonderful eyes but she only glares at you what is the point when marriages were fixed by someone who knew they prepared something which was extensively used today in yoga called mangal sutra mangal sutra means a sacred thread preparing a sacred thread is an absolute science we make a few thread of raw cotton smear it with vermilion and turmeric and then it is energized in certain way once this is tied it is for life and beyond there have been experiment where the same couple have remained as couple for lifetime consciously choosing to be like that because they employed ways to tie people together not just on the physical or emotional level what you do on the level of body mind and emotion goes with death but what you do on the level of energy stays on you actually tie people nadis together and this is why it is it was considered that once it is done it is for life there is no question of reconstruct reconsidering because something far deeper than your understanding has been tied together by people who knew what to do nowadays the same procedure is done by people <clears throat> but by people who do not know what to what to do so naturally people are refusing we don't want to wear the damn thread whether you wear it or not does not mean anything now because the science behind it has been lost
when it was done by someone who knew how to do it then for those two people it does not arise in their mind should this person be my wife or not is this man going to be my husband forever it just goes on even with death it does not stop there are number of couples in india where if one dies within a few months the other will the other one will follow even if they are healthy simply because the energies were tied like this if you are bound like that with another human being that two beings exist as one that is a wonderful way to exist it is not an ultimate possibility but still it is a beautiful way to live today when people talk about love they are talking only about the emotional part of it emotions will say one thing today and another thing tomorrow when you first made the relationship you thought this is forever but within 3 months you think oh why the hell am i with this person because it is all going by what you like and what you do not like in this kind of relationship you will often you will only suffer because when a relationship is unstable and is broken off and on like this you will go through enormous pain and suffering which is totally unnecessary the idea of love is not to create pain though a lot of poetry about pain has been written the reason why you go into love is because it is supposed to bring you blissfulness love is not the goal blissfulness is the goal people are mad about falling in love with someone though they have been wound, wounded and bruised any number of times because they thought they were in love there was a little bit of blissfulness in them love is just a currency for blissfulness right now that that is the only way most people know how to be blissful but there is a way to be blissful irrespective of this way or that way if you are blissful then being loving is not a problem anyway you will be only when you are seeking blissfulness through love then you are very selective about whom to loving whom to be loving with but when you are blissful whatever you see you can be loving with that what is the problem because there is no fear of entanglement when there is no fear of entanglement only then you will know involvement with life go on playing around with too many people after some time you become numb you become numb <coughs> question sadguru is being loving different from falling in love with someone i find that i keep looking for a new relationship very every so often because the old one does not really work out sadguru if you do this exercise of falling in love with too often after some time you will not like anyone in the world charles lamb was a famous english essayist on a certain day someone came and told charles lamb that he wanted to introduce someone to him charles lamb said no i don't want to meet him i don't like the man he said you don't like the man you have not even met him how can you say you don't like him charles lamb said that's why i don't like him i have not met him If you go on playing around with too many people after some time you become numb you don't like anyone because there is something called as runanubandha runanubandha is a certain aspect of karma it is a certain structure of karmic substance wherever 
a certain amount of meeting and mingling happen between people some runanbandha is created especially when two bodies come together the runanbandha is much deeper it is a kind of recording in the body the body is keeping a record of everything that has happened if intimacy happened with another body it is keeping a record of that particular kind of energy because the body remembers if there are multiple partners the body slowly gets confused over a period of time and this confusion will tell you in your life in a million different ways your mind is confused but you are living with that some some you are living with that somehow if the body get confused then you are in a deep trouble in many ways one of the major reason for the level of anxiety the level of insecurity and the level of depression that is going on right now is just that the bodies are confused after sometimes you do not need any reason to go nuts people are just going nuts without any reason because the body itself is confused the body will get confused with multiple intimacies that is one thing another thing is the type of food that you eat whenever a little affluence comes people think they have to eat everything in a single meal in india orthodox people never ate more than two or three item in a meal and those three items were always matched together they were never they were not mismatched food people understood the body so well that in our homes they knew that when they cook a particular vegetable they will make only a particular kind of curry when they cook this vegetable another kind of another kind will never be made because traditionally we understood that if we put this and that together the body get confused only your body gets confused you will go hey way in so many ways hi wire this understanding was always there these are two major reasons people not eating properly and an indiscriminate sense of intimacy with other bodies which will create a certain confusion on the body level which will take a toll over a period of time have i committed a sin is this a punishment for me it is not on that level every action has a consequence this is not a moralistic reality it is a certain existential process if you do certain things with your mind and certain ex- consequences will come if you do certain things with your body some certain consequences will come these are things that have been deeply understood and life was structured in a certain way around that now in the name of freedom we want to demolish everything and suffer maybe centuries later we will realize that this is not the way to live you can use everything for your growth if that is all your focus is questioner sadguru if you are in a very unsupportive relationship with someone how can you move ahead on the spiritual path without getting stuck sadguru if your concern is a spiritual growth then if you have demon for your partner that is the best thing but your husband or your wife is not just about spiritual growth if you also want to have a pleasant life in the family you have to choose someone whom you like but there is always something that you do not like about any human being on the planet isn't it you use that part of it for your spiritual growth growth and rest of it you enjoy as life if your intention is to have a good family then some rapport is needed between two people otherwise it will not work especially if you have children then rapport is a must otherwise you will foul up the new life that has come nobody has any right to do that but people are doing it you can mess yourself up as much as you want that is up to you but you cannot mess a life a fresh life that is just coming up that is not taken seriously because reproduction happens so easily i wish reproduction was a more difficult enterprise than only those who really want to those who really want to would have gone for it it is such an 
easy and compulsive enterprise that it simply happens if you are looking for a good family life then one has to find repo and that repo means that there are some areas of commonality at least if you are looking for a spiritual life it does not matter what kind of person he or she is you can use everything for your growth if that is all your focus is but generally your focus is both ways you want to have a little bit of that and little bit of this it is a mixed affair so it gets a little complex to build a repo takes effort it takes compromise it takes love and it takes endurance if you want to build a repo with someone who is not supportive but you do not want to go his way it takes a lot of endurance people whom you love are not easy so what can you do one thing is not tra- is to transform yourself in such a way that being in your presence unknowingly they will turn around <laughs> Gautama was asked this question is it better to walk alone on the path or with a companion he said it is better to walk alone than to walk with a fool because they can take such a lot of energy and time and you do not know they may be stronger than you and take you their way rather than taking them your way there there is every possibility I will not say what Gautama said all I am saying is it does not matter how you walk as far as spiritual process is concerned anyway you are alone nobody is with you it is only the body process the material process of life which will which can which you can share with people you come alone you come alone you will go alone even if you have a twin brother or sister you still come alone and you go alone when it comes to spiritual spirit anyway you walk alone do not mix that up that part of it you handle well the material part of it handle it according to your capability you must see what you are capable of and what you are not capable of if your partner comes your way it is wonderful if you do not if they do not it is all right do not grudge them it is just that you do not have to go that way different people need different kind of impetus if they are sensible they learn just by looking if they are not sensible they learn by a thrashing life will thrash them you make sure you handle the spiritual part of your life 100% properly the material part of your life is never 100% proper and it can never be is there any family which is perfect family is there any business which is a perfect business there is no such thing don't seek for that your life will become wasteful and fanciful if you seek such things they all happen to the extent you are capable of handling them whoever is next to you right now if you if you give yourself totally if you show total involvement you will see just anyone is fine questioner my mother always feels that i have not chosen the right partner for my life she feels that my wife is not the best why is it that mother in law and daughter in law do not get along with each other sadguru this is the fundamental problem in most human beings they are always looking for the person who is best in their life there is no best person nor there is a best thing to do in this planet whatever you do if you put your heart into it and really throw yourself it becomes a great thing to do whoever is next to you right now if you give yourself totally and show total involvement you will see just anyone is fine if you think is this the best person nobody in the world is the best person even if you get married to god you still will complain not just your mother you you yourself will complain when you say a mother essentially she is a woman then she became a mother when you say a wife essentially she is a woman then she became a wife it is secondary role her basic identity is that of being a woman the next identity is maybe a wife and then a mother there is an instinctive rejection or 
instinctive resistance to the new woman who is coming into the house because you are now required to share someone who belong to you with someone else in an unequal proportion not even in equal proportion somewhere as a mother she wants her son to get married she wants him to have a wife she wants him to be happy all that is true but on the other level she is still a woman she has to now seek permission she has to now seek permission to share something that belonged to her that makes thing a little difficult unfortunately the same stupid relationship problem have been going on for centuries and lastly it could be changed but people have not decided to change it questioner you make it sound almost biological sadguru it is somewhat biological because it is all a process of procreation and protection if a woman is not possessive about what belongs to her she would not have taken care of her baby she would have just leave it left it and walked away if you looked if you look at an animal let us say an elephant once it delivers for 3 days it does not allow anyone to come there because it is so possessive of what belongs to it the tusker which impregnated the elephant has gone he does not care about the calf that was born but a woman is possessive if a woman was not possessive the early part part of childhood would not happen for any child so it is biological and that extend itself throughout life in some way or the other generally a lot of women do not grow out of it but if one is mature and aware one can grow out of it when a child enters your house it is not time to become a teacher it is time to learn questioner what goes being a good part what what does being a good parent mean what does it really involve when it comes to children sadguru somehow most adults assume that as soon as a child is born it is time to become teachers when a child enters your house it is not time to become a teacher it is time to learn if you look at yourself and your children who is more joyous your child isn't it it is time you learn life from him not the other way around the only thing that you can teach your child which you have to to some extent is a few survival tricks how to survive and make a few bucks in the world but when it comes to life itself a child knows more about life experientially by himself his life he knows it even with you if you take away the influences you have imposed upon your mind your life energies know how to be with it is only your mind which does not know how to be all that you are going to impose upon your child is your mind which is already confused miserable in so many ways in so many things i am not saying everyone is miserable that way but you are capable of all kind of imagined sufferings your child has still not gone there it is time to learn not teach the only thing that you can give is an atmosphere of love care and support for the child to grow good parenting is not about teaching the child what to do and what not to do it is about creating an atmosphere if you want to grow your garden you don't sit there every day and try to extract flowers and fruit out of it you simply maintain the atmosphere and the fruits and flowers grows well that is all you can do and that is all that should be done it is because most parents are looking at their children as an extension of themselves and they want their children to be like them otherwise they feel lost and insecure they even start wondering where their children came from because they are so alike them your children need not to be like you the next generation of people should not think and feel like you they should think and feel and do things that you never dared to think of one of the main reason why parents are constantly trying to teach what they know to child is because there is a need to, in them to extend themselves to their children or in the worst they are trying to squeeze life out of their children to make their life 
their own life it is not necessary this need has come because of a sense of incompleteness and insecurity about life if this is dropped they will know what to do with the child if parents are truly concerned about the children they must raise them in such a way that they will never have any need of other parent the process of loving should always be a liberating process not an entangling process but in so many ways parents are trying to entangle the child as theirs because after a certain age your identity is entirely through the children initially your identities are in other ways but once your children come to a certain stage you are trying to identify yourself through the children you are trying to live th- through them so you want them to be somehow conducive to your way of being and thinking and feeling it need not to be it need not be so at all they can be something absolutely different from you if you experience the being you are as a complete being then the need to make your life through someone else or to extract life through someone else do not arise a child in a child is in many ways the most helpless and the most exploited on the planet because he has no defense against you no i am not doing anything wrong i don't beat him or abuse him that is not the point you are imposing your thoughts and emotions upon him he is totally defenseless against this when the child is born allow the child to look around spend time with nature and themselves create an atmosphere of love and support and do not try to impose your morals ideas religion or whatever it in any way allow him to grow allow his intelligence to grow and help him look at life on his own terms as a human being not identified with the family or your wealth or whatever else helping him look at life as a human being is very essential for his well-being and the well-being of the world at the same time there are other forces in society trying to trying to influence him all the time the influence of education of friends of the street on which children walk all this is definitely there one way or the other we have unconsciously built this social structure and those influences cannot be eliminated 100% it is just that you can only help and support the child to look at life from his own intelligence not your way or their way right now the influence of the street is strong in the child and you are trying to influence him on the other way he will resist because for so many reasons street culture is so much more attractive than home culture you are young when when you are young most of the time parents are trying to con- counter influence their children which only pushes them into the street more the perils of the street are always there the perils of the street are the perils of living in this world it could be drugs it could be an accident it could be an injury it could be death it could be alcohol it could be various perversions perversions all these things are there but what you need to understand is that whether you like it or not today or tomorrow your child has to learn to live with his own intelligence making his own choices as to how much of what he has to do in his life the sooner he gets equipped for this the better this does not mean you push a young child on the street to learn his own ways or you try to counter influence him with your more with your own morality and values you help him look at his life with his own intelligence rather than being influenced in many ways he is probably taking substance from the street only because there is certain unconscious impo- imposition in the home about certain value morals and certain religion dimension of which he has no understanding he does not see any value to those things he neither understand it nor does it make any sense to him but he is made to do those things though it could ruin his life in the long term the simply the simple sense of the street seems to be more Uh, seems to make much more sense to him than the imposition of the home home should not be a place to impose your culture ideas and morals upon the child it should be a supportive atmosphere where there is no imposition upon the child and his intelligence 
is encouraged. Whenever a child is confused or lost, which is very natural for someone who is growing up and beginning to be exposed to various aspects of life, his thinking is always influenced by either street or counter-influenced by the home. Instead, if you allow him to use his own intelligence, I trust this intelligence, generally he will choose right. Yes, a few of them may go off. That is the reality in the world. Even if you try to influence them, it will happen. If you do not, it may still happen. But the chances of it happening are so much lower if there is no imposition on the child at home. If the child feels more comfortable at home, he will naturally try to spend more time there than outside. Right now, a street corner may feel like a more comfortable place for them than being at home because of the imposition in the home ground. If that comfort is not there at home, he will not make the street corner his sanctuary. That does not mean he is not going to be exposed to the hard reality of the world. He will always be, and they will influence him in some way or the other. But always the parent encouraging the child to learn to think for himself, to use his intelligence to see what is best for him is the best insurance you have so that the child grows up well. Friend or foe. A true friend is someone who has the courage to tell you what shit you are and still be loving and nice to you. Questioner Sadhguru, what is the meaning of friendship? Sadhguru, you are always making friends among those who support your way of thinking, feeling, understanding, liking and disliking. All you are selecting is some supporting substance for whatever nonsense you have made out of yourself. <clears throat> It happened last winter that a tiny little bird enjoyed the fall time a little bit too much and didn't start its journey south early enough. It started a little late in the winter and tried to fly out and it just froze and fell down. A cow was passing that way and it dropped a heap of dung. The dung fell right over the bird and covered it. The warmth of the dung slowly defrosted the bird and he started feeling good and started tweeting happily. A cat was going that way. It heard the tweet, looked around and saw the tweet was coming from inside the dung. He pushed the dung off, pulled the bird out of the dung and ate him up. The moral of this story is whoever heaps you up in shit need not necessarily be your enemy. Whoever pulls you out of shit need not necessarily be your friend. And above all, when you are in heap of shit, learn to keep your mouth shut. If you are a friend to someone, you don't have to nag them with what is wrong with them. That is not the point. But at the same time, you must have the courage to be unpopular with people. In trying to be popular with people, in trying to maintain some kind of pleasantness around you, see how much unpleasantness you have buried within you. If you bury unpleasantness, if you sow seed of unpleasantness into the soil, you will reap fruit of unpleasantness. If you really have a friend, you must have the courage to be unpopular with him or her and still be loving and okay with him. Right now your friendship are always made on agreements, likes and dislikes. But even if you are apples and oranges, you can still be good friends. A true friend is someone who has the courage to tell what shit you are and still be loving and nice to you. That is friendship. On a certain day, three generals from the US Army met. They were on a tour of the Grand Canyon along with their troops. The first general wanted to brag about the courage and the spirit of obedience in his battalion. So he said, there is no other battalion like me. The level of courage and obedience is so high. Real courage, let me show, let me show you an example. <clears throat> he boomed private 
Petter, Private Petter came running. Yes, sir. You see this? The general pointed at the Grand Canyon. I want you to just take a leap across the canyon now. The, ma the man just ran full speed and took off. Obviously, you know where he landed. Then the second general laughed and said, That is nothing. Looked at this. He said, Trooper Higgins. Yes, sir. Trooper Higgins arrived. It's an emergency. I want you to fly and go across the canyon and inform my officer there about this. The man flapped his hand and you know what he ha what happened? The general, the third general just kept quiet. The others nudged him and said, what about yours? And they laughed. No courage. Some of the general men, general's men were loitering around. So he said, hey you, one of them came. The general said, now look at that down below and pointed to a swelling quick moving stream which was just 200 meters from a steep waterfall he said i want you to take this little canyon and cross the river the guy looked down and said general it looks like you have been on your whiskey once again i'm not going to do such a damn stupid thing the general turned to the other and said see this is real courage <laughs> Be a little more courageous to your friendship. <clears throat> Be ready to lose them. It is okay. At least if you care, you must do what is good for the others, not for yourself. There was a doctor I knew who was a beer drinker. When I met him, he was almost 70 years of age. A big man with a big gut. Sometimes ago, he used to steadily visit a friend of his. Whenever he went, the friend would serve him beer and both of them would have a drink. Whenever they had time, either his friend came over here or he went over there, whichever way. Suddenly one day, the friend met some guru and started doing spiritual practices and gave up his beer. So the doctor went about telling me this whole story very elaborately and said that was the end of a great friendship. Never again did he want to go to his friend's house because the man had stopped serving beer. Lots of friendship lasts like this. As long as something is flowering, it is there. The moment it is gone, everything is gone. After all, what is a friend? A friend is another confused human being like you. A friend does not mean he is a perfect human being. He is just that. When, it is just that when two people are relaxed enough to at least approach each other sincerely, then they become friends. Your friend is as much of a mess as you are. But if two people can be in an atmosphere sincerely with each other, he becomes your friend whatever you do should touch people's life that is that is all that really matters questioner at work whatever your role and your salary is you are trading your time there for money how does an individual arrive at what is a fair value for your time and the life you are giving to this business Sadhguru. how much you are worth need not be seen in terms of how much you are paid how much you are worth should be assessed he's saying Sadhguru is saying how much you are worth need not be seen in terms of how much you are paid how much you are worth should be assessed in terms of what responsibilities are given to you the privilege is not the money that you receive the privilege is that you have been allowed to create something money is a means for your survival yes and to that extent it is necessary however you must always assess yourself in terms of whatever you are being asked to do what is the level of responsibility that is being offered to you what is the opportunity for you to create something truly worthwhile both for yourself and for everyone around you and work that you do in the world is truly worthwhile for you only if you are able to touch people's life deeply for example if you were to make a film would you want to make a film nobody wants to watch or build a house nobody wants to live in 
you would not want to produce something nobody wants to use so in some way you are longing to touch people's life if you closely observe your life you will see that touching people's life with the activity with the activity you perform is important to you many people are trying to divide their life into work and family where work is something that you just uh, do for money and family is something you do to touch people's life but no matter how much money you earn if you find your husband wife or children are not able at all touched by what you do it would suddenly seem meaningless to have a family somewhere in your life you want people to be touched by what you do this aspect need not remain or restricted itself to family alone it could extend itself into every area of life whatever you do should touch people's life that is all that really matters how deeply you touch people's life depend upon how involved you are with what you do if you are deeply involved the way you work with naturally be very different and according to your capability you will be paid sometimes you will have you will have to bargain a little or ask for a raise perhaps your boss has forgotten that you need one but generally if people realize the value of what you are to that particular business or company they will pay accordingly if you grow in what you are doing some day when it is necessary you could shift from one position to the other and your money could multiply a thousand and hundred times above for example let us say you are heading a corporation and for whatever reason you are not paid much but you have been given full responsibility to run the whole operation if you are performing well and the whole world is watching tomorrow anyone will be willing to grab you for any amount so your value need not always be gouged gouged in terms of money we have established corporations so that what we cannot do individually we can archive collectively we could have all operated as individual and entrepreneurs that is how we operated historically where everyone was a manufacturer and trader of some commodity but we are willing to put the will of thousands of people together in one direction because the corporation wants to achieve something big your real worth is a question of where you are placed in this corporation of people looking to move in one direction and the level of responsibility and trust that has been placed in you how much you derive from it in terms of money is not everything yes it is important but it is not everything you must always gauge your worth in terms of the level of responsibility people are willing to give you and whether uh, what you are creating is truly worthwhile for your and for others out of this whole mass of people if you take any human being that person is absolutely unique questioner how can we love people who irritate us sadguru you cannot love people who irritate you you can only pretend to love them instead of pretending just to see that they irritate you and look at why they irritate you they irritate you simply because they are not the way you expect them to be they are only, they are not the way you want them to be there is no point in deceiving yourself just to see that this irritation is happening because you have already decided what is right and what is wrong if they behave in a certain way it will irritate you first then you will get angry then you will hate them these are all natural processes it happens simply because you expect everyone in the world to be like you if everyone in the world was like you could you be here if there was one more person like you in your house it would not be possible for you to live there it is very good that everyone in the world is the way they are out of this whole mass of people if you take any human being that person is absolutely unique there is no other human being like him anywhere in the planet there never was one and there never will be another such person this is an absolutely unique human being
if you recognize that there is only one person like this that he is such precious material how can he irritate you there is no other human being like them and it is such a miracle that you know this human being who is absolutely unique if you see this where is the question of irritation only if you are simply blind to life you will get irritated if you open your eyes and look at life how can anyone irritate you the only way you will come an outpouring of love is by seeing the uniqueness of everyone in the creation you spend more hours in your workplace than with your family or anyone anywhere else when this is so it is it not important that we make this into a beautiful experience you spend more hours in your workplace than with your family or anywhere else when this is so is it not important that we make this into a beautiful experience questioner sadguru in the corporate context how do we work together in teams that are often spread across the globe with everybody having their own culture and other kind of backgrounds <clears throat> sadguru When I was at the World Economic Forum I was in a breakfast meeting with a very select group of people and we were talking about multicultural leadership in corporate sector Today you may be a European co- company but you may have a Chinese CEO you may be an American company but you may have an Indian CEO you may be an Indian company but you may have an American CEO that is how the corporate world has shifted where you move is just a question of your capability not a question of your national identity national identities are becoming loose in the world because of technology and transparency of various things a hundred or two hundred years ago there were not many nations on this planet only a few nations had a strong identity the rest of human population had ethnic and religious identities in the last 150 years we have strived to make national identity the biggest thing now whatever your ethnic ethnicity or religion may be you say i am an american and i am an indian but now that is becoming meaningless because you cannot contain people within the border of nation because of technology indian boys are falling in love with pakistani girl on the internet though there is a line of control you cannot stop people because technology has made borders very transparent you could be fighting a war in iraq but you may be in close relationship with somebody in iraq on the internet especially in the corporate sector national boundaries or national identities are becoming very loose large corporation have people from a minimum of 30 to 40 different nationalities working in the top management because of culture and a variety of differences the very way you eat dress and do things is different to function as a team and produce result can be a challenge this was the theme of the discussion how do you lead a multicultural group when all of us were from one culture it was easier to connect to connect now they are from different places and background how do you get all of them to do what needs to be done i was heading one small group of people there and i asked them every time i enter the united states they make me stand in a line which says resident alien when i look around nobody fits the description except me all the other like look normal i am the only one who could fit the description suppose someone who looked like me applied to be ceo of your company would you let them or would you be prejudiced in some way just because of the appearance the moment you see a person you build prejudice about the way he looks the color of his skin his clothing his mannerism all these things you do not really evaluate the person for who he is he, it is so funny 
in the other places it does not happen so much but in the washington dc airport all the security and other staff and even the immigration people try to talk to me in sign language they are 100% sure that there is no english written on my face when you are boxed like this in different ways in your mind how can you lead your leadership is by accident not by great vision or capability people would be more likely to create something significant without a leader at all a stupid leader can cause so much disaster that without a leader people may do something better though it may it may be a little chaotic essentially what you being a leader means is that knowingly or unknowingly you have taken the destiny of few people into your hands you have taken up that responsibility a leader need not necessarily be the leader of a nation or larger group of people if you are running a family you are a leader in some way you have taken the destiny of someone's life into your hands anyone who is willing to take responsibility for one more life is a leader it is just a question of the skill people will choose a scale of leadership according to one's capability but everyone is a leader in some way at least if you have chosen to take your destiny into your hand you are a leader only if you are a hobo you are not a leader let me tell you a joke an american tourist went on a visit to england a local person was taking him around and he showed him a certain estate and said here lives an arist uh, aristocrat the american was confused who was that an astronaut no an aristocrat who is that an american asked The Englishman was unable to believe that there could be a human being who did not know what an aristocrat was. You don't know what an aristocrat is? An aristocrat means he doesn't have to do any work. Everything comes to him one way or the other. He always has a good place somewhere. Wherever he goes, he has a ringside ringside seat and he does nothing. He lives off other people. Oh, that in America we call them hobos. so there is a hobo unless you are a hobo in some capacity you are a leader once you understand you are a leader that means either you have taken your own destiny into your hand or maybe you have taken the destiny of a few more lives into your hand it is certain responsibility if you want to lead any group of people the first thing you must understand is that they are the privileged people not you they have their choices but you have no choice once you take up a certain responsibility there are no choices the choice is already made you can't keep shifting and hopping every day whatever you have chosen you have to stick to it hobos can skip and change every day but once you have become a leader either to your own life or a few more lives then there is no shifting every day it is very beautiful it is a good fixer for you your profession is a limited space and your commitment to them is not for life but for that limited time when you are working together you see it through a major part of your life in terms of hours per day is probably spent in the workplace you spend more hours in your workplace than with your family or anywhere else when this is so is it not important that we make this into a beautiful experience if you see them as your own then leading people will not be a problem leading a chick is not a problem for a hen wherever it goes the chicks will come behind her because there is a certain assurance that she cares and loves them if that assurance is not there do you think those cheeks would follow you have you just have to do that if upliftment has to happen we need a powerful non sectarian non sectarian spiritual process to liberate people like that so that every human being can blossom into his way in this own way in his own way
question hai there is a lot of violence going on in the world right now and even my daughter was doing a paper on uh, was doing a paper on bullying in the school i find myself unable to explain to her what the source of violence is can you speak about this and also about what someone like myself could do to assist in solving school bullying sadguru the world is full of bullying the more powerful are always bullying the less powerful whether it is in the form of nations communi- communities or individual human being bullying is happening everywhere all the time we have structured the world in such a way that if you don't learn to bully enough at least in the society's eyes you don't get anywhere either you bully on the strength of your muscle or do it in subtle ways but bullying is happening all over the place the international situation is not any different from the street corner the strong lean on the weak in so many ways it is still a caveman's world of survival of the fittest but conducted in a more cunning manner i was visiting a certain country a few years ago and was invited to speak at the house of well known family there there was a very interesting guy who does nothing he is just aristocratic a hobo he asked me how much do they pay you for visiting this country you are here for 8 days how much do you get i replied nobody pays me anything nor do i earn anything i just come because people invite me this person replied that's very suspicious if you had asked for money that would be straightforward but you don't want money people here will be very suspicious of that if you say i want money we will deal with you if you say i don't want money we will become very suspicious the way the world runs right now is by bullying we are producing leaders in the school those who bully well could become leaders tomorrow we have not produced the right kind of leaders bullies are considered leaders compassionate human beings with a larger vision for humanity are not considered leaders they are considered philosophers in their own world they are dismissed off as a visioners visionaries the leaders are always bullies who know how to elbow their way through everything and then fist you down in some way we have set up a system like that in the world everywhere this has to be changed but it won't happen overnight it needs lots of work on individual human being general statement and slogan on the street will not help it needs pointed work on individual human being there has not been enough infrastructure to do that kind of work as a part of this isha is in the in the process of starting a leadership academy the vision for this is to develop leaders on all levels a weekend management and leadership course for housewives and a week long management course for local entrepreneurs whether a vegetable vendor or a shop owner another thing we are doing is building infrastructure for an inclusive uh, consciousness in india such infrastructure was there in plenty in the past but nothing has done in the last few hundred years this infrastructure is completely missing in most part of the world everything is oriented towards survival but there is nothing for a human being to become a full fledged human being who has blossomed children bully because they perceive the world works this way everybody is using whatever power they have to beat someone else down people are not using the power they have to uplift someone even if they uplift someone there is a string attached that they can pull you down anytime they want nobody wants you to be a hydrogen balloon let you lose and say rise they have a string attached to it 
if upliftment has to happen we need a powerful non-sectarian non spiritual process to liberate people like that so that every human being can blossom in his own way we he need not be my way or your way he can blossom in his own way as long as he is inclusive as life is inclusiveness is not an ideology or some kind of philosophy inclusiveness is a way of life life is inclusive the existence is happening out of its inclusiveness not out of exclusiveness not a single atom can exist here exclusively if you go up into high altitudes your body start losing its integrity in the sense for your body to retain its shape and form you need a certain amount of pressure supporting you i am talking the most basic term if you keep rising and pressure decreases at a certain point your body will disintegrate right now you are constantly being supported by every everything to retain your form so your being exclusive is ridiculous bullying is not because someone is evil once we breed exclusiveness bullying is natural inclusiveness is the only answer inclusiveness is not in terms of i love you or you love me it is about experientially seeing that life is an inclusive process there is no other way to be if at least 10% of humanity strives hard we could create a strong sense of inclusiveness on the planet in their lifetime not absolute but a strong sense right now not even a fraction of 1% is surviving for it so it seems like a very remote possibility but that could change cosmic connect the very nature of how this biological body gets created is very directly connected to the nature of the earth sun and the moon today modern science is realizing that there is nothing in the existence which can be separated from something else everything is in connection with everything else the whole cosmos is a composite happening it is not a it is not an exclusive happening you are not an exclusive life the planet is is not an exclusive planet and the solar system is not an exclusive system we may not be able to figure out where this existence begins and where it ends but today we know that everything that can be is in some way connected it is not happening in exclusively exclusivity the word yoga means union it is all in one happening it is just for you to realize that it is so what we refer to as mysticism is essentially a way to know your own nature and know the relationship between yourself and the cosmos to know and to realize there is no such thing as me and the cosmos there is just me there is just cosmos revibration to know this not as knowledge deduction philosophy or ideology but as a living reality is a mysticism it is very important to realize that you have a deep relationship with anything that reverberates in this existence particularly the nature of life on this planet is very strongly imprinted with the qualities of the solar mandala or the solar system there are six minor influences but three the earth sun and the moon are very prominent they almost cover everything our birth our lives here are very deeply connected with these three the very nature of how this biological body gets created is very directly connected to the nature of the earth the sun and the moon even very remote societies which did not see too much civilization or culture evolving out of them societies where no great amount of spiritual process happened even they could not miss the connection and the influence of the earth moon and sun upon the so the human system of course at least nobody could miss how the cycle of moon and the feminine body are connected which is very directly connected to the making of this physical body 
yoga revolves around these three dimensions about mastering the energy of sun moon and being in tune with the earth because fundamentally your life is empowered by these three forces all life upon this planet is solar powered we are here now only because our mother's bodies were in sync with the lunar cycle and there is a very direct connection between the way the planet spins and what happens the human in the human system on many different levels the human body human energies human possibilities and human destiny are so deeply entwined with the spin of planet if one does not understand and is not in tune with the law that governs this they will be spinning eternally you know if you spin around for some time then you don't you don't know where you are going this is the state of most human being because they are unknowingly spinning with the planet and they don't know where they are going for example the earth's equator is divided into 360 degrees and each degree is further divided into what we are what are referred to as minutes there are 60 minute in every degree one degree account for one nautical mile so the circumference of the earth at the equator is 21600 nautical miles if you look at how many breaths you take per day if you are not in state of heavy excitement you will be taking 15 breaths per minute if you have done lots of sadhana then you could be taking 12 breaths per minute otherwise if you are healthy and well you will be taking 15 15 breaths per minute means 900 breaths in an hour or 21600 breaths a day that's the circumference of the earth in uh neotical miles so if the planet is not spinning on time it is not good at all for us and if you are not in tune with it it is not good for you similarly there are 114 major chakras in the system out of these two are outside the physical body of the remaining 112 only 108 can actually be worked upon and the remaining four just flower as a consequence the number 108 has manifested in the human system because it is a significant number in the making of solar system the ratio of diameter of sun and the distance between earth and the sun is 108 times so the ratios or the diameter of moon and the distance between moon and earth is 108 times the ratio of diameter of earth and the di- ratio of diameter of the earth and the diameter of sun is 108 times and hence 108 is significant in various spiritual practices this is why you were you wear a rudraksh it has 108 beads people chant 108 mantras and so many other things because the human system is built like built like this in alignment with the cosmic system if you look at the orbit of the earth as it goes around the sun in yoga in yogic astrology we divide this into 27 segments these 27 segments are known as nakshatras each of these nakshatras divided into four parts to totally representing 108 units these 27 play a significant role upon the planet they represent the phase of the moon as the planet travels from one nakshatra to the next the moon completes half a circle as the earth goes to the next nakshatra the moon completes the circle so each segment represent the transition from apurnima to an amavasya and from amavasya to apurnima as this is happening and the human cycle within human body respond and correspond to it this is very obvious in the woman's system every <clears throat> about every 27 days a cycle should happen in a woman's body if she has to be perfectly healthy in the male body it is not so obvious and manifest but it is happening in a different way and the cycle is of a larger span because of because it is of a longer span and men don't have much arithmetic capability they don't count when their last cycle was this is mainly because of arithmetic problems but otherwise this is happening <clears throat>
your body has to be in sync with the solar system to function at its optimum every practice that is taught in yoga always takes into consideration the cycle of the sun moon and vibrations that occur because it is in collaboration with three with all three that this body is created there is a certain synchronicity and alignment between human system and the universal movement yoga means to get your system aligned so that a different dimension of life becomes possible for you if you just learn to hold your body tight right everything that is worth knowing is right here you can download the cosmos into you the human system is a very complex system there is no such machine comparable to this and no technology beyond this this is the highest level of technology but you are handling it like a blacksmith's anvil if you are a blacksmith and we give we gave you a fine computer what would you do you would start hammering at it that is not the way to operate a computer this body is physically the highest level of technology you can create in this universe but you are trying to handle it in a crude manner that's all the problem is you have to pay enormous attention to this only then it will yield you need you need to understand this nothing in this existence will yield to you if you do not pay attention to it and there is nothing in this existence which will not yield to you if you are willing to pay attention to it if you pay the right kind of attention everything has to yield are you looking for well-being or are you looking for liberation that is the question accordingly you must live questioner sadguru in our life the same pattern of things keeps happening over a period of time the same kind of emotion kind of situation and how do we come out of that pattern <clears throat> sadguru it's good that you notice that the same patterns are happening and repeating themselves most people do not even see that they keep repeating the same cycle in different scenery and they think they are okay like scenery will anyway change the last time some rubbish happened to us the last time some rubbish happened to you you were in school the next time it will happen it happened to you you were in college so the scenery was different the next time it will happen to you you were in job the next time you were married but if you closely observe your life you will see that the same thing are happening suppose you are going to coimbatore from the isha yoga center and you pass <clears throat> iruttupallam a small town near the yoga isha yoga center you look around and move as a, move on as you are driving happily iruttupallam came again oh iruttupallam again okay bad luck you must driving you keep driving and after some time iruttupallam came again must be coincidence if iruttupallam comes another time you must know that you are not going anywhere you are going in circles if you are looking at human life as just the body then yes the body is getting somewhere where is your body going to the grave every moment the body is getting closer to the grave if you exist here as a physical entity that is all that is happening you will see life will be play then it becomes pleasure then it becomes so many things then every joint hurts and then it gets terrified because it is coming to an end this is the progression of physical life you do not have to go through to it it to know it you have enough intelligence to sit here and see it our fortune is that we are not limited to the physical we have other dimension to us in terms of your mental status and emotional status either you can they can continue to grow or they can go in circles you may not be aware of other dimensions but even even there you can either go in circles or you can go cycles or you can go somewhere when you say i notice that my life is going in cycles you are essentially talking about the situation around you 
more than that you are talking about your own mental and emotional state going through the same cycles women cannot miss these cycle they they notice they can notice that this is happening to them unfortunately men do not have menstrual cycle i am saying unfortunately because if there was such a strong reminder you would not miss it men have to be much more aware they need to do much more work because otherwise you will think you are going somewhere but you are only going to irrit pallam physiologically there is strong reminder in the female body this strong reminder is not a curse it is a blessing if you know how to use it because any volatile destabilized situation is a possibility for change when there is a set process you cannot change things so easily when there is a periodic destabilization of the system there is great possibility for change if you are going through cycles if you are a very balanced man your cycle will happen once in 12 or 12 a quarter years if you are not so balanced it will happen in a quarter of that time you will face this every 3 years or a little over 3 years if you are not even that balanced it may happen much more often even 16 to 18 months if <clears throat> your cycle come below 3 months you shouldn't be here you should be in mental asylum for sure you are dangerous for yourself and everyone around you you should be either dulled by medication or chain to a bed because your cycles are so so short you will become dangerously volatile if you do not stand up with a certain level of awareness and determination and a sense of going somewhere you will naturally become part of the cycle because everything in this solar system is definitely cyclical there are various kinds of cycle happening you could become a part of the longest cycle that is happening here that is relevant to human life which is 140 Four years. Once in hundred and forty-four years, certain thing happens in the solar system. This is why we have a Maha Kumbh Mela once every one hundred forty-four years. The next cycle is twelve and a quarter year. The others are much shorter. These cycles can mean bondage, or you, they can also mean transcendence. You can transcend from one cycle of life to another. or you can repeat the same cycle depends on who you are the difference between astrology and spirituality is that astrology is trying to tell you how the cycle bind you and that this is the only way to live while the spiritual spiritual process is telling you how you can get away from the cycle we are not denying the cycle that would be stupid the cycles are definitely there but we are looking at the possibility of how you can slip away from these cycles that is the difference if you live here conscious of the cycle your life will have a certain equanimity and a certain level of success prosperity well being if you are constantly looking at how to become free from the cycle you are looking for liberation are you looking for your well being or are you looking for liberation that is the question accordingly you must live if your life is going in cycles and you are repeatedly coming to virutpallam and if you understand that you are not going to reach anywhere like this it is time to change the pattern i want you to observe is it happening once in 3 months once in 9 months once in 16 or 18 months once in 3 to 3 and a quarter years or is it happening once in 12 years do not start imagining all kind of things but it is happening whether you are able to notice it or not it is happening it is not happening only with your mental and emotional situation if you are conscious even physical situation around you will repeat themselves it is so uncanny that even physical situation happen exactly the same way have you heard people say us next memories for 12 years it is very common among kannada and telugu people they say us next when jns is for 12 years if you heard it it will remember for 12 years and come and bite you it is not that cobra 
remembers for 12 years the cobra goes through certain cycle and it is connected with the serpent within us i am saying the serpent within us because the core part of your brain is a reptilian brain now you know why you are so venomous this reptilian reptilian brain naturally makes you available to the 20 and a quarter year cycle of the sun because all reptiles are very strongly associated with that cycle because the snake is strongly associated with the cycle and there is 12 year cycle in your own brain the snake reminds you what can you do about your cycle they need not manifest with such regularity if it is manifesting every three months we can push it to nine months if it is manifesting every nine months we can push it to 18 months or if it is man 18 months we can push it to three years or we can push it to 12 years or we can push it to 144 years uh, above all instead of trying to dodge the cycle we can ride these cycles you must sincerely look at yourself. Don't worry about the social impact. You don't have to admit it to anybody. Within yourself, aren't you quite, quite insane? Questioner. Namaskaram. What does the path of Brahmacharya involve? And how can one know if he is capable of that? Sadhguru. Brahmacharya means to be like the breeze, that is, you don't stick to anything. The breeze is going everywhere, but we don't know where it is coming from right now. It is. It just crossed the oceans and came. Here it is, and it keeps going. Brahmacharya means simply being life, to live the way you were born alone. Even if your mother happened to be a twins, you are still born alone. So Brahmacharya means to be in a very close association with the divine to live like that. Brahmacharya is not a great step. It is just to exist as life is. Marriage is a great step. You are trying to do something very big. At least people believe so. Brahmacharya means you did nothing. You allowed your life to happen. Just the creator made you. You don't make anything out of it. So there is no steep. If you don't do anything, you are a brahmachari. But there is sadhana. There are other disi disciplines. What is that about? That is only to help you stay like that because once you picked up material from this planet, the qualities of this planet will enter you and try to rule you. One basic quality is that once you pick up earth, there is something called inertia. Even to wake up in mor morning, there is inertia, isn't it? To be on the path of divine means not to give into the way of the earth. One thing is inertia, another thing is the compulsion, compulsive movement. If you pick up a piece of this earth, you become like the earth. It tries to take you in circles. Cyclical movement is the basis of everything that you call as physical in the universe. If you move in a circle, however large the circle is, you always come back. Even if you are not invited, you don't know whether the world wants you or not. But you will anyway come back because you are on a circle. Those who have realized that they are not really wanted around here, those who want to be on a straight path, for them it is path of divine, not the planetary trajectory. One takes brahmacharya as a path in discipline instead of as a instead of as a natural process, so that they don't get into the cyclical motion of life. They don't want to succumb to this. So what does it involve? If you are very conscious, it involves nothing. It is very simple. You wake up early day in the morning like you were just born. You go to sleep like you would, you would die. In between, whatever is useful to everyone, you do. Because you have still not reached that place where you can exist without activity. You need to do something. The idea is that the activity should be, ne should be never about you. Because if it is, if it is 
you will pile up entanglement so you constantly do activity which is not about you you do such act so much activity that that when you go to bed you don't have a moment you fall like you are dead then you wake up before the birds and get busy the rest will be taken care of by grace you need not do too much because we invest a certain amount of energy to manufacture a brahmachari actually it shouldn't be necessary if they simply didn't do anything they would be there but the ways of the earth rule from within because after all you can't keep your body down it has memory it has huge karmic pile so it has its tendencies these tendencies are not are not natural to your being but this vehicle the body tends to go like this suppose you are driving a car which has a small alignment problem you have to straight strengthen it straighten it otherwise it will keep pulling one way the body also has an alignment problem and it always wants to go like this once it bends or turns it is just a question of life before coloring <clears throat> for everything that nature and people around you are providing shouldn't you bow down to everything in absolute gratitude questioner sadguru today is the first day of spring and it is celebrated as mother's day in lebanon can you please say something about mothers sadguru if this is the official beginning of spring that means it is mother earth's day not your mother's day because your mother can deliver any time nature thinking that he has enough intelligence gave this freedom to a human being and he is not seasonal the population on the planet says that nature overestimated human intelligence so if it is the beginning of spring it is definitely mother earth's day because this is the time she gets into movement she this is the time life burst forth T- talking about mother earth in the body you that you carry right now that which came out of your mother's womb is hardly there it is all, mostly gone today whatever the number of kilometers you carry it is all from mother earth i'm not trying to belittle the genetic or bio- biological mother it is just that if you are a spiritual seeker it is extremely important you get the right perspective of everything if you exact exaggerate things in your mind or with your emotions you will point yourself in wrong direction and waste a huge amount of time and life if you love someone you will exaggerate if you hate someone you will exaggerate if you like someone you exaggerate if you dislike someone you will exaggerate exaggeration means either unconsciously or intentionally you are deviating from truth deviating from truth means you are working against yourself one who works against himself does not need an enemy this is called self help that is the beauty of your life you are completely self reliant so what do i have to say about mothers we are grateful and we appreciate both our biological mothers and mother earth we are here because of this mother and that mother every day of your life you should appreciate all the things and all the people who are contributing to make your life what it is today when you wake up in the morning the first thing is to be grateful that you are still alive because from the time you went to sleep till the time you woke up in the morning thousand of people did not wake up on the planet but we woke up isn't it great shouldn't there be gratitude whom should i be grateful to just look at how many forces are working to keep you in place and keep you alive the planet itself is like a pressurized compartment maintaining the perfect pressure this isn't happening because someone is using a remote control and controlling it everything that is needed for your well-being is being taken care of by the creator i want you to understand you are floating in nonetheless you are not standing on solid ground as you believe 
the damn solid ground is floating in nonetheless nothingness and nobody knows the depth of that nothingness and still every day it spins every day the sun comes up every day your life goes on shouldn't you be grateful every moment every step that you take the planet is not giving in and breaking up every breath that you take the air is not the air is not escaping from the atmosphere and denying you you don't have to think all of these things every moment but one must be conscious that this life is not con- conducted by you you did not give birth to this the one who gave birth you call her the mother the one who caused it you call him the father but all these millions of motherly and fatherly forces are working every moment of your life you did not task you did not ask and you are not paying a bill for these things simply everything is provided so for everything that nature and people around you are providing shouldn't you bow down to everything in absolute gratitude because you are incapable of conducting your life without all these forces cooperating with you without even being asked if you don't appreciate this if you have lost your consciousness completely it is because you are too busy with some rubbish that is happening in your head head that is the only reason no, uh, anybody can miss all this something that is happening in your head is important because think too much of your because you think too much of yourself so let's make everyday mother's day what is the problem if you look at it closely enough there isn't one thing in creation without which you can exist look upon everything as a mother today is the tree mother's day tomorrow is the mountain mother's day the next day is your biological mother's day the reason why these days have been fixed is because otherwise people will never think of their mother cultures have become like this but if you are a little more conscious if you remind yourself and look the trees giving me oxygen they are supporting me every moment if you recognize this with everything everywhere and you walk that you walk you will become conscious if you are so unconscious that you have no thought for what nourishes you and what will ultimately deliver you it is better you to live as per these days at least you know you are a just pig i am not using the word pig in a any derogatory way a pig has a great appetite he can eat well and grunt it is a quality by itself a pig celebrate mother's day and believe and believes that it is conscious once because once a year it is marked today's mother's day let us grateful let us be grateful to the mothers let's write a card to the mothers i would say it is better to forget about your mother and one day suddenly when life knocks on your head you will anyway remember that may be more useful than fixing a day to remember your mother rather than giving you give you a false sense of awareness and gratitude one of these mother days mothers days it happened in the united states with a certain old lady who was a grandmother all the children and grandchildren are supposed to come and visit the grandparents but as the grandchildren grow up they become teenagers and don't want to come but the grandmother always sends a gift to them they are happy because anyway the gift is coming they don't want to go and see her the old woman who wants to go and see her for two or three who wants to go and see her for two or three years none of the grandchildren turned up so the next year when mother's day came the daughter went to visit the old lady but the grandchildren didn't turn up the daughter apologized none of my children were willing to come and even see you once a year i am sorry but the old lady was in a very chirpy mood and said don't worry this year all of them will come the daughter asked how are you so sure the old lady said instead of sending them gifts i sent them gift checks this time so why will they come the old lady reply i didn't sign them <clears throat> beyond life and death 
relationship are an opportunity to achieve some kind of union which will pave the way for a greater possibility there is a dimension of relationship which is not of the body or physicality which is not of companionship or companionship or emotional proximity but simply of basic life energy if your sense of body mind and emotions recede to a very minor aspect you are generally a large sphere of energy then you could fit perfectly well and for good when i say for good it could be taken beyond life and death it is in this context that the traditions always held the relationship between a guru and a shishya or disciple as of the highest order not because they love each other more than you loved your ch- child or your husband but because these three aspects body mind and emotion which are essentially individualistic have have been kept aside now it fits if a relationship is formed on the level of your energy it does not matter which part of the world you are in i can still have you shaken i can still have a certain intimacy which is not possible even if you live with someone for 50 years even on the level of your energy if you look at it on the surface each individual energy has its own flavor and they can never match but the fundamental aspect of the energy is the same if you are capable of penetrating that individual flavor and touching another dimension which is universal in nature it is an instant rapport it does not need any conversation or any kind of transaction it is just a union <clears throat> relationship are not just about compatibility companionship or about extracting happiness from each other relationship are an opportunity to achieve some kind of union which will pave the way for a greater possibility if does if that does not happen a relationship is more of an incumbrance and hurdle than anything else because when you hold relationship you become even more exclusive The only way you can become free is to become inclusive. People always understand freedom as I will do what I want to do. I will be where I want to be. People understand freedom as exclusiveness. If you become exclusive, you will become a bondage. You will become a bondage by yourself. Your very existence will become bondage. The more exclusive you make yourself in your thought and emotion, the more excluded from the life process you become. <clears throat> The only way you can know freedom is by inclusion. The fundamental dimension is inclusion. Inclusion not in terms of I love you, you love me. That may be needed on the surface to make you willing. But love is a solvent, not a solution. It dissolves the rough edges in you and breaks you a little closer to people so that there is a possibility. But it is not the real thing. When you hold a relationship with someone the closer it is the more excluded from the rest of the world you become <clears throat> because now you have a party to your exclusiveness you have formed a small cling click where you do not have to look out at all especially if it is going well then you become completely excluded from the rest it is not going to take a human being to a better place it can only take him to a more entangled situation in life if you do not consciously evolve your ability to form relationship with everything around you on that dimension where there is a natural union you will never know the joy of being in this world you will only know the fear and anxiety of being in this world if you know this union with everything everything around you you just be 
just to be in this world can be absolutely incredibly ecstatic process if you can just look at the mountain and burst into tears if you can look at insect and not feel love but just feel it is a part of yourself if you understand in the intensity of life that is happening the intensity is an explosion which will not allow you to be exclusive it will be naturally make you all inclusive if you become an empty page and remain one you can project life upon it every creature here however small or big is con- continually in a relationship with the rest of creation and also with the source of creation if there already is an inevitable relationship what is there to do just change the quality of relationship you can sit here cursing this planet or you can sit here blessing this planet because it is giving you a piece of place to sit down upon it is a big difference in the way you hold the relationship it is about changing the relationship if the relationship is only on a physical level you will know certain things if it is mental you will know other things if it is emotional you will know different kind of things but you will still not know what it is do you see from the mo- moment of your birth till now many things about your body have changed and are continuing to change similarly many things about your mind and emotion are changing and continuing to change even if you have frozen it still it is changing in a way the whole spiritual process is about changing your relationship with the existence from your from being just one of the body mind and emotion to a subtler dimension of existence all knowing comes just from this it is like this a uh, sondral is knowledge a fool will know but a sage is an empty page because a sage is an empty page just about anything can be grasped if you already wrote something else upon it it would be confusion all the big elaborate and confusing talk about karma that is going on just means that you are not an empty page too much is written already so whatever else is written in, is going to be lost it does not matter what is written on a page which is already full of stuff whatever you write and however valuable what you write is it is going to be missed what that is why in this country people look at you and say karma all the spiritual sadhana is not to become knowledgeable but to become an empty page so that anything can be projected if you become an empty page and remain one you can project life upon it if you have been to the local theater any number of movies have been played upon that screen but it does not distort anything because light is a subtle thing if they had used a crayon on a paint brush those screens would have been discarded a long time ago so it is about moving your relationship with the existence from that which is physical mental and emotional which will leave mark and never allow you to have an empty page into an etheric etheric state where your relationship is far deeper and much more profound but subtle in such a way that you can play any kind of cinema on it the moment it is off it is off not a trace left if the previous movie left even a little bit of trace upon this screen the next movie would be disaster that is all that is happening right now the previous movie have left impressions are you ready for a joke shankaran pillai went to the united states he was sightseeing in washington dc particularly when you go on tour and when you go sightseeing for many couples that is when big arguments happen because the wife wants to express 
all the suppressed aspirants aspirations at that time she wants to do this she wants to see that she wants to eat this she wants to go there suddenly the husband is having problem with this new woman this couple was walking on two sides of the street as usual some long haired people were protesting against the war in iraq always there is some war and so make love not war boards are everywhere in the city shankaran pillai went and looked at it he said get married you will have both <coughs> you just have to change your relationship with the existence and with the creator how you need to understand this is not a relationship of choice whichever way you have to hold a relationship you cannot help it can you sit here not connected with any aspect of creation or creator you may be unaware of it but there is no way unless you transcend everything that is physical absolutely otherwise whichever way you sit stand or sleep you are holding a relationship you don't have to try a hold, to hold a relationship so 50% of the problem is solved the half the other half is very simple you do not make too much of yourself i am not offering a teaching i am only giving a method do you know the dis- distinction between the two a teaching can be analyzed and understood a method has to simply be used it cannot be analyzed or understood there is just a method this is just a method does not take much effort you need to constantly see how small a creature how small a creature you are in the existence look at the mountain and see how small you are look at the sky and see how small you are look at the distance into the sky and see how poor your vision is like this put yourself into the right place i am not saying appreciate yourself i am saying be realistic as to who the hell you are in this creation you do not have to appreciate or depreciate do not have to lie to yourself simply see what is your place in the existence and constantly keep reminding yourself this is all i am a speck of nothing in nothing who the hell you are what you think of yourself your greatness these do not mean anything even if you disappear tomorrow morning the whole world will be fine this is so for you this is so for me this is so for everyone the more people do not understand this the more idiotic their lives will be the more they come to terms with it the more intelligently they will live intelligence is not about being intellectual there are intellectual people and there are intelligent people intellectuals are knowledgeable intelligence is not about being knowledgeable i know too much nonsense has been fed into you especially if you come from western societies they told you god is love you don't know for sure isn't it if life is buggering you then you will think god is torture if life is going well then you think god is love you do not know whether he is love or compassion or all the other nonsense that people talk about him but if you look at every atom every cell every leaf every tree every creature at just about anything in this creation one thing is manifest that he is super intelligent his love is not manifest your neighbors could be loving but you do not want to acknowledge them so you say god is love you do not know about the creator's love affair but you cannot miss his intelligence wherever you see the creator's intelligence is manifest with all these brains of yours after so many millions of years of evolution we cannot even put one atom together intelligence is one single 
quality which is manifest in every possible way and if you look at this intelligence one of the foremost qualities of the intelligence is it is a non discriminatory intelligence discrimination comes to you because of intellect intelligence is non discriminatory if you just get this one thing going within you and you are not non discriminatory does not matter whether someone is big or small you look at them the same way someone is a man someone is a woman you look at them the same way someone is god someone is demon you look at them the same way a mountain and a molehill you look the same way if you constantly practice this that you see everything as the same thing that is devotion you bow down to whatever you see to god also you do the same thing to someone else also you do the same thing you see a cow you see a tree you see you do the same thing because devotion is non discriminatory intelligence if you become a discriminatory intelligence then you are moving further away from from that which is a creator and becoming one little fragment of creation you become a speck of creation a speck which is bloated within itself thinking it is too big you are really nothing and you are not worth anything in this cosmos if the whole planet disappears tomorrow it means nothing it is that insufficient if you become a non discriminatory intelligence you are getting closer to the creator act to that which is the source of creation there are five levels of the body physical body mental body energy body etheric body and the bliss body getting closer to that which is the source of creation means you are moving from physical to mental mental to energy energy to etheric and then to that which is the source of creation when you come to the etheric space your ability to know and perceive is greatly enhanced because you are no longer limited by the physical manifestation what you call as time and space is essentially a physical manifestation if there was no physicality space and time would not mean anything only because there is physicality there is something called as the beginning and ending because there is beginning and ending there are measurements of time in between if there was no physical existence there would be no such thing as big and small if there is no such thing as big and small there would be no such thing as space these two realities of time and space are what humanity is right now experiencing as life and death only because there is time there is life and there is death only because there is space there is something called as you and me this and that changing the relationship means everything is just this and that this and this if you are not attached to your body you are not attached to anybody questioner can i attain mukti or liberation while remaining in a marital relationship because people get very attached to one another in a marriage sadguru in any relationship there is attachment most people know relationship only as attachments this attachment is not with the other person your attachment to your husband or your wife is not a big thing you are attached because you have no other way if you had some other way the attachment would drop don't think that giving up your husband or your wife is a very great thing if the person whom you are attached to suddenly becomes disastful this tasteful your attachment would evaporate if you don't like that person due to some act due to some act they do or something they say your your attachment disappears this must be clearly understood the attachment is not with somebody the attachment is with your body because you are deeply attached to this body you get attached to somebody you don't have to work on your attachment with people around you you really need to work with your attachment to your own body as you release yourself from this you are free from everything 
the sense of body is so big in the human mind the purpose of a spiritual process is to transcend that because that is the greatest trap your identification with the body is the basis of your entanglement with every other body if you are not entangled with this body you are not entangled with anybody in sex based relationship where there is body is involved between two people the attachment always deepens on the spiritual path people are talking about brahmacharya or not getting into these kind of relationship not because they are against relationship and the biology of life but only because such a relationship deepens the attachment what kind of relationship you hold and what you are doing in your life is in one sense irrelevant but in another sense of creating the necessary supports it is relevant whether we want to create a supportive situation for ourselves or not could vary from person to person some people need this kind of relationship to ground them a little bit otherwise they would be too disturbed to see anything in their life if you are capable of flying it is beautiful but when you are not capable of flying and if you are not grounded you will be lost it is a kind of grounding it holds you down if you look at it in one way it is a reverse process han ji beyond life and death second i want you to look at it straight why are you seeking a certain relationship don't give it all kind of meaning which do not exist you are seeking it because by yourself you are lost you need support psychologically and emotionally you are seeking it because that is the only way you know how to handle your fears and struggles within yourself these kind of relationship only create more struggle and conflict externally but because you don't know how to handle your interiority you are using the external to handle your interior that will only be a stop gap arrangement it will never work forever for anyone it cannot these relationships can these relationships have got nothing to do with your uh, spiritual process spirituality is something that you do within, within yourself how you want to manage your outside is left to you but as the internal changes the internal also will naturally show in the exterior but if you want to manage a certain level of exteriority and want to keep something going it is up to you what you want with your outside if a relationship transcends the physical limitations there is a possibility of this relationship extending beyond life lifetimes or across lifetime questioner You said some relationships can be taken beyond life and death. Can a relationship between the master and disciple in previous birth can be carried for lifetimes? Sadguru, yes, definitely. Generally, this is the only relationship which can be carried for lifetimes. The work continues. Husband and wife lovers coming together again for lifetimes because their love was so strong is rare. Generally, it is the master disciple relationship which gets carried for lifetimes. All the other relationships come together for convenience. Other once it is over it just breaks apart the possibility of a relationship extending beyond lifetimes or across lifetime comes only if the relationship transcends the physical limitation when i say physical i am referring to the mental and emotional structure also as physical generally it is only the guru disciple relationship which extends this way though there could be a few example of other relationship going beyond the physical limitation this is because the guru disciple relationship or is for always even if the disciple has no idea of the guru's being the guru's business is only with the disciple's being
this relationship is always energy based it is not emotion based mind based or body based and energy based relationship does not even realize whether the bodies have changed or if it is the same body it just continues till the energy reaches dissolution there is no rebirth for the energy it is only the body which is reborn the energy just continues as one flow and accordingly carries the relationship also as such so definitely this is one relationship which is carried on a guru is not someone who holds a torch and show something to you he is the torch he burns questioner so if someone had a guru in a previous lifetime and now they are sitting here with you then what happened to their guru sadguru if someone had a guru in the past life and they are sitting here now then obviously it has not worked if they had a guru they would not be here today maybe those people went to many places and heard discourses and scholarly expositions but they have not had a guru if they had a guru and they are here they are my people otherwise they cannot be here you need to understand what you are talking about a guru is not someone who shows you something the difference between a teacher or scholar and a guru is a teacher or scholar is someone who holds a torch to something and shows light shows it to you because of them you might have seen something a guru is not someone who holds a torch and shows something to you he is the torch he burns either you burn with him or you do not if you did not burn with him that means you never had a guru maybe you just went around there are ticks in the forest they have even gotten into me but i am not their guru my blood flows through their veins but i am not their guru do you understand the question of someone having a guru and now being here there is no such drama a guru means it is curtains end of drama if you want drama you should not go to a guru when you want to close the drama that is when you go to the guru he is not a pointer he is the point it is the very difference it is very different none of the people here had a guru that is why they are here or if they had it was me that is why they are here otherwise not questioner so if someone has come in touch with you does that mean it's their last life sadguru if you are talking in that con- context i have initiated more people that i have not physically met than people that i have actually come in contact with because of the number of people i have come in touch with are not too many people may think it is too many but it is not too many actually all the people who come to in engineering am i their guru no someone asked me a while ago are only brahmacharis your disciples yes only they are my disciple when i say brahmacharis it is not necessarily only people who got an official initiation whether they went through a formal process or not is not the point in some way they are on the path only brahmacharis are my disciple if they are not brahmacharis they were they are not disciple anyway if their interest is something else where the question of disciplehoodness they cannot be anybody's disciple being a disciple is not about someone you are not this person's disciple or that person's disciple if you are a disciple you are a disciple that is all if you are a devotee you are a devotee there is no question of you being a devotee of this god or that god that is just foolishness foolishness you are a devotee and that is all that is a quality there are many who set their eyes upon me but did not take me as their guru they may be hanging around here next time around i may not be here but they will be hanging around here because they smelt it now they want to eat it guru means dispeller of darkness gu means darkness ru means 
dispeller when you say you have a guru your darkness is dispelled and why would you be here again your darkness is dispelled not because you become light your darkness is dispelled dispelled because you became nothing you became darkness yourself so there is no need to dispel anything if you stay away from it it is terrible thing if you become it it is a boundless thing darkness is a terrible thing because you are standing here as a little piece of something if you become darkness it is a boundless thing if i bless you may you become boundless you feel great if i bless you may you become darkness you think this is a curse it is not darkness is boundless boundlessness is darkness dispeller of darkness means does not mean that he will put a light bulb into you scholar and teacher try to put a light bulb into you so that you can see something a guru is not trying to put a light bulb into you he is seeing how to obliterate you if you found a guru that means your darkness is obliterated because you became a part of it there is no darkness for you there is only boundlessness for you if you have met your guru there is no question of being here again if you smelled your guru and are still following him fine you like the smell so you are catching up because you did not really meet him as a guru you saw him as a man and you like this smell but you did not dare to step into him if you like the smell of roses wherever the roses is you go you could be here just like that it does not matter because you have not stepped into anything don't go on sniffing forever it is time to step into it and burn because if you don't you are not using it for the purpose that is that is it if you have an airplane capable of flight but decide to drive it around like a bus is it wrong i wouldn't say it is wrong but it is terrible to drive an aeroplane like a car is a terrible and stupid thing to do is it wrong to terrible to be terrible and stupid no terrible and stupid is bad enough it is not be wrong it need not be wrong what could you could take you to a great height if you see it in a mediocre way it is just foolish and terrible this is not a relationship that endures if you make this relationship everything ends when everything ends when all things end a dimension which is not thing will happen it is that which is which this being is longing for when it is seeking expansion it is a natural goal it is just that there is too much diversion on the path and with every diversion that is taken people start prop bounding philosophies as to how this is the right diversion suppose you are traveling somewhere and you found a na- normal route is obstructed and have to take an a diversion everyone in the car will vote for different diversions and start arguing doesn't it happen once there is no clear cut ma- marker everyone will start making up their own thing everyone will start claiming this is this is it a man who smokes says that this is a life a man who drinks says that this is life a man who is into some other kind of pleasure says that this is life a man who takes drug says that this is life a man who over it says that this is life they are all insisting this is life because of that divergence happen if anything is life if you do more of it it should be better but it does not happen like that if you eat more if you drink more if you smoke more if you copulate more life does not get better people have tried all these things and it has not worked the only thing that you can do endlessly is doing nothing and this is and that is the only thing is a guru is because a guru is just an empty space a empty space is the only thing that can dispel darkness because it is darkness nothing happens there where nothing happens you can make anything happen of you want if you want a guru is just an empty stage if you enter there 
he sets up whatever kind of drama that is necessary for the day but he is actually an empty stage four walls with nothing inside if you step in you will also become nothing there's no other way you looked at him and listened to him that is not it you have got to step into him that is when he is your guru till then he entertains you because he is setting up the appropriate drama for the day if you stepped into it there is no sitting there here once again such a thing does not arise if you have not you have only smelt it from a distance maybe you have taken an addiction for guru so that you so you are following them but if something deeper deeper than the body and mind happened to you there is no sitting here again